welcome to the Truth and Grace podcast. I'm your host, Brittany Russ, and I want to thank you for joining me today. On Truth and Grace, we tackle tough topics in the church, and we do it by strengthening believers through God's word and pointing to his abundant grace. I don't sugarcoat it over here, but I do hope to wrestle with the messy in grace. Now, before we jump into today's episode, I want to ask for your help. If you enjoy this show, would you mind subscribing and leaving a review? By doing both, you greatly help the show in its visibility and, you know, just getting it out there to more people. And let's be honest, the church, the Big C Church, is facing some tough times. So anything that helps facilitate healthy discussion and points to Jesus is a benefit. Am I right? So please consider helping with a subscribe and review. In addition, consider becoming a Patreon supporter and help sustain this ministry through a monthly gift. There are so many different options starting at, um, you know, $5 a month, and you get some amazing perks when you sign up. And you can learn more about that in my show notes. Now today, I'm actually going to be talking about a question that was sent in from a listener, and I'm really excited about addressing this question. I think it's a very important topic, and I really appreciate Chelsea for submitting this. Thank you so much. And just as a side note for you, the listener, if you have a question you might have about something in the church or, you know, some insight you like to get on a topic pertaining to leadership, the Bible or church culture, please send me a question. Like I would love to address that for you. Now, Chelsea sent in a question wondering, how do you discern if a church is a good fit for you or has a healthy culture and a vibe? There are so many churches out there, people, so many. And so it's important to talk about, you know, is this a good fit for me if you're looking for a church? Does this have a healthy culture? Um, or maybe you're already in a church and you're wondering if it's a relatively healthy one. So wherever you might be on the spectrum, whether you're looking for a church or you're in a church, stay with me because we're going to go there. Now, before we go into some of those things to be looking for, I want to just give you a brief background on my history with church, just so you get an idea of um, where I'm coming from, where I get some of this insight. I'm going to give you the good, the bad, and the ugly. Now, I did not grow up in a Christian home, and a lot of you guys have heard my testimony, and you can catch that in the very first episode of this podcast, but I did not grow up in church. And I honestly had no understanding of the Bible. I had no understanding of God or Jesus. I knew nothing. And I was a hot mess when I was um, in high school. And I gave my heart to Jesus at 16 at a local youth group. And my life was forever changed. I, from the moment I got saved, would spend as much time in the church as I possibly could. I was volunteering my senior year of high school. When I graduated, I joined a discipleship program at the church to study God's word, to learn scripture, to learn how to pray and to serve and all these things um, because I didn't know what it looked like to be a Christian. And so I did that for nine months. And then I went on staff at the church. It's a very large church in the Midwest. And I was involved there working, gosh, for probably seven years. 
And by the time I was 25, I was serving in a leadership capacity. And I was honestly at the church way more than I was anywhere else. So 25, I'm serving in ministry and I had a moral failure with um, my boyfriend. And I walked through confession with my pastors. I had to step out of ministry. And just, I'm going to go there because some of you guys hear that and you think, oh my gosh, moral failure, that sounds so wrong. Or so maybe you've heard of, uh, of someone in ministry or a friend or um, a volunteer being reprimanded at a church or walking through church correction and you have this like bad idea of what that means. It was done in my case biblically and it was done actually very beautifully. And so my pastors walked through that situation with me with truth, but with grace. <laughs> That's why my heart, like you've got to have God's truth. Um, but you also, there's grace along with that. And so they walked that through me to the point where even though I had to step out of ministry, I continued to go to that church for several years. My mentors, the pastors are still like, I'm still connected to them. I mean, so I want to say right now that I know like, so maybe you're someone in ministry and you are wrestling with a sin and the guilt and the shame and you don't think you can say anything. You're so afraid that you're going to lose your job or you're so afraid of what people are going to think about you. I've been there. I get that. I know how hard it is. And um, honestly, I could, I would love to chat about that with you, but we don't have time. Like that would take a whole nother episode. Actually, that's probably a good topic to touch on. So I'll make a note of that for the future, but um, confess it. Like it doesn't matter what it costs you. If it costs you the job, if it costs you, like, does not matter? It's better to be right with God. You know, it's better to bring that sin to, to repent to confess, to repent, and to reconcile, and to and to pursue that restoration. And so I'm so grateful that I did. It was one of the hardest things I've ever had to done. Actually, it was probably the hardest decision I've ever had to make in my life. And the fact that it just had like the most fear associated with it. But I'm so glad that I did because, um, gosh, I found such freedom and restoration and redemption and learned so much about God's grace through that experience. But so I say that because I was a part of a very healthy church, a very healthy church. wasn't perfect. No church is perfect. No missions organization is perfect. No nonprofit is perfect. I've worked for, at this point, I've worked for five ministries and none of them have been perfect. It doesn't exist, but this church was, was healthy. And I'm so grateful I got to be a part of a church that, you know, believed and empowered women, that they believed in the calling that placed on our life, that, you know, if God, if there was a call in your life, they, they were going to support that. It didn't matter if you were related to so-and-so or like where you came from. Like if you had a call in your life, like they were so supportive. And I'm just so grateful to be in a part of a healthy church like that, a church that walked through that season with me so graciously. Um, so I took a couple years out of ministry. I did um, eventually start working for a nonprofit um, ministry part-time. Eventually went into full-time um, position there where I was resourcing and helping church leaders across the country to play in large events. And um, so I was stepping back 
in and um, worked with a lot of churches, with a lot of pastors from across the country. And after being there for five years, I went on staff at another large church and served on staff there for four years as a ministry leader. And so, um, and then after that point, so I had my experience there in a leadership capacity and um, that's what I, that's what I'm going to say about that. And after that point, I worked for the Assemblies of God National Office in the Women's Ministry Department um, in the role of leadership development. And so I um, have worked both within the church and then I've also worked in a capacity of resourcing and helping churches around the country. And so that's my experience. And so at this point, I have, outside of just going to church, but actually serving in some sort of vocational ministry role, I have been in ministry for, let's see, at this point, 17 years. And I've, again, I've seen the good, the bad, and the ugly. I've been in an environment that was so empowering and encouraging, was an incredible place to be where the Bible was taught with authenticity and it was taught with authority. But what was most important was Jesus was at the center of it and the teaching was biblical. Like it was so biblical. And so I've been in that environment. I've also been in an environment where it was such an opposite experience where didn't really learn anything about the Bible and my experience there. I It was very more motivational. It was very unhealthy. And so I've seen the spectrum. And I live, um, actually for the last um, two years, I've been trying, my husband and I, we've been trying out so many different churches in the Denver metro area. And you think with that many churches, it would be a really easy decision. And so I say this, I, I do this podcast also from the perspective of being someone church shopping. I, I, that isn't a great term, but I use that for a lack of a better term. But I've tried so many churches and it's been so hard to find a good fit. Like it really has. And I know how difficult that can be. I know that there's probably a checklist you have in your mind of what you look for in a church. And maybe you're not finding all those things. I know what that's like. Also know what it's like that you have to let go of some of those expectations, you know, and be where God wants you to be. And so um, it's hard. I get it, especially where, where I got saved. The bar has been set so high. They taught expository preaching, which if you don't know what that is, teaching the Bible verse by verse. So you could spend, we would sometimes spend a year in a book of the Bible, And I know some people make the argument that, oh, you know, we are a church that doesn't, we're more topical because we have so many new believers and we want to make easy for them to understand. And I'm going to tell you that's BS because you don't need to dumb down the word of God for people. Okay. God put what he put in his word for a reason. He obviously wants that communicated. And so we are to teach the Bible in its entirety. I was a 16 year old girl who knew nothing about the Bible. And I sat under a teaching under someone who taught that way. And I can tell you, I learned so much about the word. It didn't need to be dumbed down for me. And it made me even hungrier because I was learning new things every single Sunday. I will tell you, every single Sunday, I went to that church for 10, 12 years. No, almost 15 years. I learned something new every single week. Where in contrast, there was a church I was a part of for several years. I didn't learn a single thing. And so 
I'm going to actually get to that later. I'm actually getting ahead of myself. But um, when the bar has been set high, it's hard to find that, right? That to, to replicate that experience. And that's why we have to sometimes let go of some of those expectations so that um, we are where God wants us to be and we're receiving what God wants us to receive. So all the same, been inside the church as, you know, someone working in the church. I've also been on the other side of someone looking for a church. I've seen the good, the bad, and the ugly. I've been in the healthy and unhealthy. I've been everywhere, y'all. And so I'm not saying that I have it all figured out because I don't. I, you know, this is going to look different for different people. I get that. But what I want to do to answer Chelsea's question, like, how do you, you use discernment in finding a good church? I'm going to give you a couple pointers to help you just get you thinking about that. So again, whether you're church shopping or whether you're in a church and you're not quite sure if it's a good fit, you're actually not quite sure if it's um, maybe the kind of church you want to be in, take these questions and we're going to just um, use this to process that. And so the first thing I want to say, make sure it has strong teaching. Make sure it has strong teaching. And I talked about that a little bit, you know, but like I said, I have been to so many churches, church, looking for a church home. I've also listened to so many sermons and most of the teaching out there, if we are honest, is motivational and it is topical. Now, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with topical teaching, but a lot of times topical teaching leads to lends to motivational teaching or it lends to you're not really fully learning the word of God. It's in uh, in its fullness, right? Because someone has a topic they want to talk about, say fear, and they pull a couple verses that they want to use to support that. Sometimes it's not always in the right context. That's how you get people making theologies that are so out there. It's because they're they're isolating a verse. And so I know it's going to be most churches out there are topical. And so there's nothing wrong with that. But what you want to do is you want to assess, but is it biblical, right? Is it giving me strong biblical teaching? Is it giving me meat? You don't just need the milk anymore. As you mature, you need the meat. And so is it teaching the word of God? Is what you want to avoid is motivational. Okay. That's what you want to avoid are the the churches where it feels like almost you're getting the same message every Sunday, where it's a great pep talk, it's a great motivational speech, but you're not really learning the word of God on a weekly basis. Like you should be learning something new every week. My recommendation is if you can find a church that is expository, that would be a phenomenal not going to say that those churches are perfect, but at least in that context, when it comes to teaching, you're really, you're truly walking through the Bible. You're not skipping verses because they make you uncomfortable or they don't, or because they offend somebody. Listen, you don't have to water down the gospel to love people well. And so, but with expository preaching, you're actually learning the Bible. Again, this isn't a necessity. It could be topical, but I'm just saying I've been a part of both an expository preaching. I have learned so much more about the Bible under that kind of teaching. But what you want to do is regardless if it's expository or topical, you want something that's biblical. You want to be somewhere where the, the, the pastor is 
teaching the word of God in its fullness, where you're learning something new every single week, I want you to ask you that. Are you genuinely learning about the Bible every single week? I'm not talking about you're leaving pumped up, you're leaving excited, you're leaving feeling good. No, I'm talking about are you learning something new about the Bible every single week? If you're not, then I that would give me pause about where I'm at. And so number one, does this church have strong biblical teaching? That is so important for me. That's the most important thing. I know a lot of people like the flashy lights. They like the worship. They like, you know, all the flashy things. But for me, it's about the teaching. Is this solid biblical teaching where I am learning about the Bible every week? Okay, so take that into consideration. Most important thing, in my opinion. Second, is this a church that's fostering community, right? So you want to take a look. Number one, of course, is small groups. And those churches have small groups. And so that's an important element because what you want to do is you want to be in an environment where you can get into a community and you can build relationships. You can make those strong connections and make friends and have other couples that you can do life with. And so you want to make sure that they have a community group that you can get a part of, but also that they're just kind of notice, like, do you see sort of the same volunteers on a regular basis? If you see a lot of volunteers on a regular basis, that shows you that there's an environment where the volunteers feel like they're a part of something, that they have some ownership, that they're, that they're, you know, they want to be there. And so take some inventory of that. Are you seeing the same people in the nursery or the cafe or the same person, you know, ushering in your aisle every week? If you can notice some of those community elements, then that's a good sign that there, there's some intentionality with, you know, cultivating community. Now, number three, does the staff jump in there or are they standoffish? You kind of want to watch the staff too. So, you know, ask yourself, are the staff out there interacting with you? Everyone from, you know, the worship leaders to the the admins or the life group pastors, like, are they out there engaging with people, serving alongside of you? If you're part of um, a church where you never see the staff, you know, you just kind of want to be like, hmm. And, I'm, you know, some churches, they don't require their staff to work on the weekends. And that's a totally different story. But for the most part, um, you just don't want people who enjoy being on the stage but don't show up for people individually. And I, I think that's maybe what I'm trying to address, but also just like, is the pastor out there engaging or is the you know pastor jumping in and serving alongside of people in those moments? Like just take an inventory of just kind of watch the staff. Are they engaging? Are they, are they out there doing life with people? Are they praying for people? Are they meeting with people? Or are they sort of like, standoffish a little bit. Now, number four, is this a church that reaches out to our community? They get outside the four walls of the church. And this can sometimes be a hard element for churches where they're so focused on trying to get people inside the doors that they're not doing a great job of getting their people outside the doors. And so I think being a, a church that is serving the community, the schools, the, you know, the people who have needs, local shelters, like, are they getting involved in the community? That's an important element. 
Some churches don't do that, but a church that gets out of the, the four walls of their building to serve their community, they're, they're really showing the love of Christ, you know, so that's something you want to take notice. And then number five, this, this last part, are they more about the flashy or about the holy? I want to say that again. Are they more about the flashy or are they more about the holy? That's a very, very important thing to consider. I would say that's probably the second most important thing to look at. And you'll get a sense for that. Are they more about the lights and the presentation and the how the building looks and what the pastor's wearing, what the staff is wearing? Or are they more concerned with the holiness, walking in righteousness? It's not about the exterior, but it's about the interior. It's about the heart. Um, you know, it's about having a healthy culture. Like you want to observe, is it about the flashy or about the holy? And I'm going to tell you that you're going to see a lot of churches today who are more concerned about the flashy. They're more concerned about what people think about them. They're more concerned about having a name. They're more concerned about having a presence on social media. They're more concerned with the outside than the inside. I was actually reading a New York Times article and there was a very well-known pastor. He's sort of a part of that group of millennial pastors that a lot of people know. They like to hang out with celebrities and you know they're always hanging out together. Anyway, he made this quote in the New York Times and oh, it broke my heart. He said this about being a pastor. I want to be loud and dumb. That's my goal. If we aren't making people laugh, what are we doing? What is the point? Oh, my word, people. Oh, that makes me. Okay, do you see what's wrong with that statement? First off, I'm going to break that down because first off, you don't want to be loud and dumb. Jesus was not loud and dumb. Paul was not loud and dumb. The disciples were not loud and dumb. You do not see loud and dumb in the Bible. You see God talk about holding your, taming your tongue. You see God talking about using wisdom in your speech. You see God talking about you know, refraining from foolishness. Like you see so much in the Bible about actually being the opposite of loud and dumb. Okay. Second, that's not your goal. Your goal is not to be loud and dumb. Your goal is to point people to Jesus. Your goal is to shepherd people, to care for them well. That's your goal. That means the getting in there and making a hospital visit and praying for people. That means getting in the trenches with people who are walking through divorce or miscarriage or addiction. Like there's so much more to being a shepherd, a pastor, than being loud and dumb. He says, if we aren't making people laugh, what are we doing? What's the point? Oh my gosh. You know what? So many mm, churches are more concerned about a 15 minute monologue, monologue that makes people laugh than actually teaching the word of God. You're if you're, you know, your goal is not to make people laugh. Your goal is to teach the word of God. Your goal is to shepherd and to lead people to your team and the people in your church. Well, you're, you are to be in the trenches serving. Compassion is messy. Compassion is an action. Compassion is messy. It gets in there with people. And you know what? People's lives are messy. And so honestly, I'm talking to the pastors right now and I meant, <laughs> I mean to be talking to you, but this gets me fired up. That's why I have this podcast, because there is so much in the church today that is leading people astray. 
that is pointing to self rather than pointing to Christ, that is telling you you are your own hero, that is... That's why we're talking about on this show right now, how do you discern a healthy church? Ask yourself, is it flashy or is it holy? It can still have great lights and awesome worship and be holy. So that's not the indicator, but you'll get a sense about whether there's truly substance there or not. And so go with that. You know, if you, if you get the sense that it's more flashy than holy, then consider making a change. Now, those are sort of my five indicators. There are so many more factors that go into play. All churches are different. We're all looking for different things. And so there's no right or wrong, but I just want to, you know, as Chelsea has asked, and some of you may be asking, how do I discern a healthy church? How do I discern a church to go to? I hope that those five have helped. Strong teaching, they're fostering community. Are their staff engaged? Are they reaching out to the community? And are they more about the flashy or the holy? The most important in my book being the teaching, but take those with you, evaluate that. Maybe some of you are a part of a church that's not so healthy, and I've had people like this reach out to me, And but you feel like God's asking you to stay so you can maybe try to make a difference. And if that's the case, then go with what you believe God has put on your heart. But also know that like it ultimately comes down to like what God is doing in the heart of the pastor. And so, yeah, if God is asking you to stay there, then that's great. Do that. But also know that there may be a time where you're just not going to be able to influence the pastor. And so it's time to move on. And so I hope that that's helped today. I am so hoping that you are a part of a healthy church, that you're contributing to a healthy church. And if you're not a part of that, then ask God to help you find a church that you can be a part of that's doing those things. Thank you for joining me today. If this podcast is ministering to you or you think others might find it interesting, please subscribe and leave a review. A review helps this podcast grow, which helps to get the word out to people besides you. You can also become a regular contributor to the show and Truth and Grace Ministries through Patreon. And you can find a link to my page in the show notes. Tune in again next month as we tackle tough topics in truth and grace. Tune in again next month as we tackle tough topics in truth and grace. In the meantime, you can find more information about me, read weekly devotionals, and find out what I'm doing around the web at www.brittanyrust.com. I'll see you next time.